Welcome to Writing the Nerds. We are here with a special episode. We are sans a nerd, but we have a guest today. Uh, the guest is my sister, Chelsea, who sent me the first message we ever spoke while we were recording an episode. So yeah. I feel like it's fitting. Uh, Chelsea, say hi to the people. Hi to the people. Yeah, <laughs> there she did. And <laughs> also with uh, my co-host, like I said, we're sans a nerd. RBG could not free up time today, so we have no RPG, but we do have Cody. And his yeah. his enthusiastic Cody. Yep. Alright, today wow. we are doing a name. <laughs> today we're going to do a topic that's kind of near and dear to my sister's heart. And, uh, we're going to get into the world of Tolkien, and the Hobbit, and the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've more recently read the Hobbit, so I'm a little more brushed up on it than I am Lord of the Rings. It's been probably about at least 10 years since I've read those. So, all I've got pretty much is vague memories of the 17-hour-long movies that they released. <laughs> so, yeah. Which, yeah, if my, my nerddom when they did the extended edition was just like, yes, they're including more stuff from the book. I, I mean, I when they released the extended editions of all of them, I was living in Louisiana and would run through them in a single day. Ever. I, that is an all-day affair. I'm going to have to just warn everybody up front that my bitching about Peter Jackson's elf fetish is going to come out. Oh, well, I'm so I mean, he's got an elf fetish. Because Legolas was not that freaking great in the books. <laughs> no. I'm, yeah, so... I'll well, go. I mean, I think we even mentioned this before, like on another Don't episode. Don't ask why there's megalovania playing. Uh... <laughs> Legolas, because of his obsession with Legolas and, and elves, we got Orlando Bloom. Yeah, that's true. A fresh, baby-faced, first-time venture into film, Orlando Bloom, who was <laughs> basically treated like a puppy by Liv Tyler. I can see why. I mean, she definitely kind of like puppied him. Mm. Like, come on, let's go this way. Come on. Mm. And like literally would like cart him around with her everywhere. So I thought that was awesome, or funny, or however you think. No, I, I agree completely. I guess, uh, I don't know, where do we dive in, though, if we're... I mean, obviously with Lord of the Rings, if you enjoy fantasy, and you've enjoyed it any time since the 1920s, as I'm sure all of our viewers have, all right. uh, you know, thank you, Tolkien. Uh-huh. Uh, Chell, what, uh, how did you dive into Lord of the Rings? When I was little, my dad read me the books when he was home on deployment, and it was just something that was really great for us to do together as, um, whenever he was home, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Uh, I pretty much, I remember watching, do you remember the animated movies? Yeah, Yeah. the Hobbit one. The Hobbit, Mm -hmm. the Lord of the Rings. They skipped the two towers, but went ahead and did Return of the King. I thought they did the two. I don't know. I I I remember remember watching all of them that I could find because one of my friends actually had them on VHS. Yeah, I had them on VHS. It was like the time, around that time, they had like a bunch of like off-kelter animated movies. We We got like The Last Unicorn. Yeah. The Flight of Dragons. I don't know if you remember that one. John Ritter helmed and main voiced the Holy character shit. in that. Yeah, so it's been a minute. So, 
I, I can remember the weirdest addition to it was they kind of made them musicals, though. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely very Disney influenced. I still remember like some of the lyrics though, like especially the orcs, like where there's a whip, there's a way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean the books, like especially the Hobbit, they oh, yeah. sing all the time. Right. Like the th- the dwarves, the orcs, the goblins, they they all sing. It's just like Tolkien. Did you just randomly going through the trenches in World War One? Just randomly come up on people just busting out into num- musical numbers I'm pretty sure it's just basically keep your head down don't lean you out of the trench or it's gonna get blown off yeah pretty much I mean that's World War One in a nutshell I'm pretty much the the tank was invented because of trenches yep like how do we get over this barbed wire we'll drive a big boulder over it that has wheels some of the first anti-tank rifles would just break your arm when you fired it. Oh, yeah. The recoil on that. Uh, so, I guess, might as well start from the beginning. Should we hit The Hobbit? Because, I, mean, I mean, you yeah, kind of can't get into Lord of the Rings without getting into how Bilbo found the ring in the first place. I mean, that's true. Which, admittedly, The Hobbit is by far the worst house guest story anybody could ever tell. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Like, to me, Bilbo has the most Punch room. in the face? <laughs> well, no, he has the most room to be pissed off out of any character in the entire, like, Lord of the Rings series. Right. I mean, he really does. I mean, Gandalf just kind of showed up one morning. He was just out smoking his pipe. Right. Gandalf, you know, he... Good morning! And then that whole Gandalf being a bastard. What do you mean? You mean good morning to me or the morning is good? <laughs> it's like, you dick. <laughs> like, at that point, I just went, puffing on my pipe, and went, you know what, bud, fuck you. That's Bad right. morning to you. I'm going inside now, dick. Like, like <laughs> look here, motherfucker, you bring some fireworks around every now and then. Right. Good for you. But you can fuck right off with that. <laughs> <laughs> Go get your meat elsewhere. Right. Uh, and Gandalf, after that weird exchange, and Bilbo goes inside, Gandalf decides, you know what? I'm going to teach this motherfucker a lesson. Because I came to his house, was a dick, and I didn't like his response. So, you're now a burglar. Right. And that's my favorite part, is he quite literally signs Bilbo up for this incredibly important mission to the dwarves. Oh, yeah. With no qualification. That would be like somebody knocking on my door tomorrow and be like, I think you look like a CEO. I'd be like, the fuck I do. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I'm not a sociopath. Right. Uh, It's just... I love the the tea and the supper, though. Yeah. With the dwarves. That shit's hilarious. Mm. And I'm pretty sure, like, Peter Jackson nailed that Mm. in the movie, in the Hobbit movie. Like, he really did. Just the... How Bil- Bilbo was just awkward and upset. Of course, here's thir- or twelve dwarves and a wizard just showing up at my house for dinner. Right. And they've completely rummaged through all of my food. So yeah, I can see why Bilbo would be might bit pissy mm-hmm. about it. But in the end, you know, it ends up working out. But Chell, what was the? F- how old were you when you first remembered, like your dad? Oh, man. I was probably, like, five or six. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. But 
any introduction into fantasy, especially at that age, is... This is pretty magical, man. Oh, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you yeah. can't beat that. No. I mean, that was kind of my introduction to it, too. And then by the age of 10, I was playing D&D. So there you go. Still so, never really played D&D. But, I mean, yeah, fantasy... I have a hard time with fantasy books. Really? Not a big fantasy book reader. I don't know why, because I love fantasy. And I yeah. love, like... I've never played D&D, per se. But, like, I do love the fantasy world. I love dragons. I love all the creatures and stuff. I just start reading a book, and I can't get more than, like, a few pages in before I'm out. Yeah. Just they're pretty heavily detail-oriented with oh. lots and lots of layers of backstory. I mean, the worst book, I think, I've ever read. And I'll catch all kinds of hell because I know there are super fans of the book series. The fucking Sword of Truth. Rabble! <laughs> I hate that book. The first, the first book. It's the only one I've gotten into. Because I'm in my my rules in my head is you get fifty pages into a book, you can pretty much tell if you're gonna like the book or not. So I read fifty pages of this fucking book and didn't like it. But everybody around me was like, "Oh, it's such a good book. You got you got to give it to at least a hundred. All right, I'll give it to a hundred. So I'd read 50 more pages. Man, fuck this book. I hate this book. No, no, no. It's not even good yet. you got to get to at least 150. Long story short, 250 pages into this 1,200-page tome, and I still <laughs> hate this book. And I told everybody, no, I'm not giving this book any more fucking time. Fuck this book. Fuck Terry Goodkind, and fuck the Sword of Truth. So, I mean, and it's been like that. I don't... If the book just doesn't grab me... The fantasy book just doesn't grab me right out the gate. I'm not into it. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Mm -hmm. The I, admittedly, it was a slog for me the first time I read the Lord of the Rings books to actually make oh, it through. They're hard to read. I mean, it's a lot of walking. About halfway through the two towers, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could tell you what the fucking bark on the trees tasted like. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. like because Tolkien absolutely loves landscapes. He hates dialogue. <laughs> no. Unless it's Elvish. Oh, yeah. He invented that language, so... I, it was to the point where I've heard the story before that when he was reading excerpts of either The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings to his friends, one of his friends, and they, I think they had this recorded at oh, one point, dope. was him going, not another fucking elf. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I mean, I, the elves are... I mean, they're cool, but then somehow, over the course of fantasy, they got turned into, like, the racist dickheads. Yeah, I mean, thing. pretty much. Like, even Aragorn, like, the elves are kind of bastards. Yeah, they like, really are. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of like my elves like Elfo. Hmm. I like them small, pointy hats, and drinking a lot. So... I you know give me all the elfos, don't don't really care for the rest of the elves. They're just yeah. They're just like I don't know pompous dicks. Mm. Like you ever see that movie Blight? No. Or not Blight? Um, wait, wait, are you talking about the Will Smith? Movie yeah, Blight. Light was it? I think it's just Light. Is it Light? <laughs> Might be. Would, yeah, Joel Edgerton plays an orc. Yeah, yeah. That. Uh, uh, like they were even they were like the high society snobs in that movie. Because they always are. Right? So it's just like, you know what? Fuck these guys. They're just not an elf fan. Like, I guess if 
I guess if we jump into that, there's a really good example in Lord of the Rings of the I'm better than you while proving that they suck at the same time. Right. And it is when Isildur is not destroying the ring. Elrond is clearly standing right there. And Just goes, shove yeah. him in. Not even that. <laughs> you're, you're clearly the superior fighter in that because that dude just lucked his way into his dumbass yeah. into finding that ring in the first place, like with a really clever broken sword swing. Or sorry. Basically, it was a just a, a, a flail. Sorry, a flailing like, please don't hurt me. Like right. that's that's what felled Sauron was. Oh shit! I didn't think this through. Right. Like, <laughs> but he just goes, Isildur, destroy it, and then Isildur goes, no. Like, oh fuck! You put me in my place. Right. <laughs> like, aren't you Lord Elrond of the right. elves? Like, can't you just like, go, uh, fuck you, right. and push him in? Not with... even push him in. Just sweep the leg, Johnny. Grab that shit out of his hand and throw it in yourself. Right. No shit. Like, you, you just got to fight him for a little bit. A bloody nose is not going to start a war. Right. Well, maybe it would, but yeah, you know, with depends the elf, on the pride. You know, with yeah. the, the elf fetish on that one, elves would win. We're good. Right. But. Yeah, it's the easiest thing in the world, and it's quite literally when Elrond's like, I witnessed the courage of men fail that day. I'm like, no, you didn't. I mean, you kind of did. You failed everybody you, you that day. one of the most colossal fuck-ups you're not going to own up to. Right. It was your own failing that you are just like, you didn't even say, well, maybe you should. <laughs> right, like there was no like in-depth talk. Just destroy it. No. Oh, well, fuck me. What am I going to do about it? Right. Da, 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 da. I'm gonna go off to Rivendell now. Yeah. Let's go home then. Right. Well, I guess. Damn. I just. I. I did everything I could. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. But anyway. Yeah. So, we find out that uh, they sealed your fucked up, <clears throat> and then the ring, which has a mind of its own, I guess. Yeah. Left him. And went to. Uh, shit, I can't think of his name before. Deagle. Smeagol. Deagle is his brother. Yeah. 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 The one he killed. Right. Yeah. So. Then drives Smeagol mad. He turns into Gollum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I think Bilbo's the one that named him officially Gollum. Right. Just because it's what he said or coughed mm-hmm. or whatever oh, yeah. the fuck it was. Gollum. Yeah, that. <laughs> Which, thank you to Andy Serkis's cat for hawking up that hairball that gave him the voice idea. <laughs> I mean, I just... Thank you, Peter Jackson and Lord of the Rings, for giving us Andy Serkis. Yeah. yeah I mean, was he brilliant. was always jobbing around Hollywood for a while, but that really... Sealed, like, that really put I mean, him, gave him a place to go. He played King Kong. Uh, yeah. I and, mean, thanks to mocap. Yeah. But, I mean, I wasn't... Entirely I mean, he con- started his own mocap company. I'm not entirely convinced he wasn't Nate. Maybe. I don't he, know. He did it so well. I'm like, hey, fuck it, he's got it. Like, he did he get eaten by some, like, slug thing in that movie? Yeah, he was in it for a little bit. Right, for he? a hot set. He was the cook. Yeah. Got ate by something. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is fitting, cook, ate, whatever. Which I guess he was mocap. He was in Planet of the Apes mocap stuff, too. So yeah, he Caesar. did. Uh, he was yeah. Caesar, the mocap for Caesar. Damn that man. He's amazing. Yeah. Going to be directing. He's directing the new Venom movie. Yeah, which I, will be amazing. Which he was a unit director for the Hobbit movies. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. He did Unit Two or whatever. He wasn't with Peter Jackson when he did the the stuff. Right. So he wasn't where the action was. <laughs> but I guess Gollum getting the ring. I mean, that really leads into 
the series as a whole, even though they kind of give you that backstory in the Lord of the Rings, but really the Hobbit, you get that background. Yeah, a little bit. You know, you find out he says he calls it his birthday present. Yeah. Which is what he called it when he killed his brother for it. Because his brother is the one that actually found it. He wanted it. Uh, And it drives him mad and made him live a lot longer. Like, we don't know exactly how old Gollum is. I don't think we ever really find out. We just know he's old. Yeah. Um, fuck it, it even prolonged Bilbo's life. Because he lived way past what a hobbit usually lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, the 111th birthday. Yeah, he was at least 112, <laughs> 113 before he died. Right, so yeah. like... Because well, what was it? In the books, they that saga from when they realized they have the ring to the time they finally throw it in Mount Doom. Isn't it like 40 years yes. before? Yeah. Because mm. Aragorn is like 87 when the whole thing starts. Right. But he's a Dunedain, so that... Yeah, the Dunedain. Yeah. Those are cool. Like, I really wish they would have delved into the Dunedain a lot more. They only did it in, like, deleted scenes. Yeah, they did. Yeah, right? So, like, I don't know, I loved the Dunedain. And even reading the books, I was like, dude, the Dunedain are the coolest as fuck, you know? The Rangers of the North and shit, Those they're cool as hell. Uh, And somehow, Aragorn is a sealed yours heir. I don't know how, but whatever. Yeah, I know there's some generations in between, but not too many, considering they're all, you know, doing and dying. So right, they, I mean, you find out that, because, I mean, Aragorn is 80. Isn't he, like, 87 when, the, when yeah. it starts? Yeah, it's 87. So, and then the whole... can't remember how long, because I used to know how long uh, from the start of The Lord of the Rings to the end of it was. It was a, quite a bit of time. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure... In the Hobbit, when they go, uh, it's years. He's gone yeah. for years before he comes well, home. Well, even at that, when they first find it, I'm pretty sure like 10 years elapsed because he's waiting for Gandalf to come back and it just never happens. Yeah, Gandalf because basically looking, researching, basically. Like, yeah. Trying to find shit. And that's the funniest part to me was like, I'd have given it maybe a month tops and been like, all right, I'm just going to go, maybe I'll meet him on the road. Like, yeah. we just need to... Well, the thing about it is, is like... The thing about it is, is... Uh, I mean, something that important, if if it is what happened, you know, if, if he was researching, if he had an inkling of what that ring was, he'd want to make damn sure. Yeah. You know, Bilbo is one of his best friends. Sort of. As much as a wizard can have best friends. <laughs> but yeah, the I okay, I, I do have to bring up one thing about the movies. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Lord of the Rings. Do you think it was very intentional that Peter Jackson made the one ring look like a wedding band? I have no idea. I never thought about that actually. I always did because one of my friends used to wear his he's he always used to ask his wife if he could take off the wedding band cuz it just hurt his finger. I'm just like, "Well, just wear it around your neck." You know, and she's like, "Oh, that'd be acceptable." I'm like, "Yeah, it's kind of like the One Ring. That's why all that's why all men would hunch over with age, <laughs> <laughs> because they, because it's the burden." That they get. <laughs> oh, yeah. zing! I can't carry it, but I can carry you, right? Oh, Mr. Frodo. I have to say, until that last book, Sam is just the whiniest bitch. In the whole series. He kind of proves his mettle in the end. In the last book, he kind of shows who he really is. 
and I like you know you start to kind of come around to it with Jesus it was just because I'm reading The Hobbit Bilbo bitches yeah all the time about his comfy chair right like the entire time they're gone he bitches that he could be at home with right. his comfy chair and I feel like that was Sam yeah that was Sam was again, Bilbo though, to like a tenth degree again though purely justified true we're just like you know like it's better than what it would have been which would if it was a modern day retelling it'd just be Bilbo cussing under his breath the entire way <laughs> it's like have you ever, sitting, have sitting you at seen? home with this motherfucker in a beard and a grey robe comes up and just like hey this place looks good to hire like 12 fucking people to come in and eat everything in my house <laughs> that would be like the entire thing for him have yeah. you seen the pictures and the, the videos of Martin Freeman on set uh-huh. Like between takes. No. Every time he looks up and sees somebody's got a camera on him that's not one of the cameras, he flips it off. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just walk by and see it and go, ah, yeah. and just keep going. You can't use this in your extras. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, God. That dude, that man loves to flip the bird. And then come to find out when he was doing Sherlock, yeah. he was doing the same shit. <laughs> so, like, every time the camera, like, it wasn't one of the main cameras, and he'd look up and see a camera pointed at him, he'd flip it off. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure if he would just be a lot of fun or a pain in the ass. I don't know. I think a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I would love to meet him. I say, which must be the best part of it. That I think they'd be a lot of fun right. because of that. I do want to see his character in the MCU and Doctor Strange meet. Yes. Because it's Sherlock and Watson, or Bilbo and Smog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I would love to see them just meet up and have one, a Sherlock joke, and then a dragon joke. Immediately, I just boom, boom. Knock yeah. this one out, knock that one out. Just be something like, you seem familiar. I don't know why. I don't think you and I would ever work together. <laughs> right? So along those lines. That would be fantastic. Because I can't even remember his agent's name hmm. in in the MCU. Oh, uh, shit, I can't either. Right? Like, yeah. Oh, is it Everett Ever, Ever, Ever Ever something? Is it Agent Ross? It might be Agent Ross. You might be onto that. Huh. I mean, I can pull up like Panther say, real yeah. quick. Maybe. He, needs, uh, he does his character does need to come back. Him and Jimmy Woo need their own spinoff fan, series. Fan, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my god, Some up Jimmy Woo, the unsung hero of fucking Wandavision, right? Like, and also been practicing his up close magic. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love when he does that when yeah. he meets Monica. <laughs> He's got that fucking man. Card <laughs> <Agent> flip. <laughs> oh. All right. <clears throat> The, uh, no, because it, it's funny because we bring up small or Smaug. Sorry, Everett let's, Ross. Let's pronounce it the way that Ian McCut Smaug. Smaug. <laughs> God, it. There's part of me is just like, don't church like it's fucking small. Like, let's, yeah, yeah. yeah but, let's not church it up. It's small. Yeah, but. Uh, I mean, it is Ian McKellen, though, yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, if it's ever an argument between Ian McKellen and me, I'm pretty sure he wins. Just right? by default, like, yep. I think. Right. Just by default, he wins. So, but hearing that, like, have you ever heard Benedict Cumberbatch do Smaug's voice in real life? No. No. 
I'm pretty sure they didn't do anything to it. No shit, I wouldn't doubt it. I don't think they put it through any kind of digital filtering or anything, because he sounds that way, and I saw him do it on the Graham Norton show. Oh, God. And it creeped out the person he was sitting next to. I love the Graham Norton show, because the Graham Norton show is the reason why we know that Benedict Cumberbatch cannot say fucking penguin. Penguin. <laughs> Penguin. And like as you can tell as the damn thing goes and he just says fuck it. And yeah. just starts saying shit. <laughs> like Penguin. Right. Penguins. And then it was like an almost unaudible word. It started with a puh, but that was about how you got. Which that makes me believe that Benedict Cumberbatch should narrate every nature documentary. Yes. Especially if it's about the fish known as the Numa Numa Nuka Nuka Quaha. Oh fuck. Just Please hearing him try to na- pronounce that. Get would that be tongue a great. twister out, Benedict. Right. <laughs> now you feel now you know how everybody feels and they try and say your name together. Right. What was it? Uh <clears throat> Butter Squash Crinkle Fries. Yeah. Isn't that Doctor Strange? <laughs> <laughs> so Bilbo in the Tunnel of the Orcs or Goblins. They're goblins. Yeah. Tunnel of the Goblins. Uh gets separated. Because uh, it's dark, and I don't know, goblins are dumb. Yeah. Because they can't count. Right. Um, well, I think because before that is the troll thing, right? Where. Well, the trolls Bilbo, happen way before because yeah, they come. Because Bilbo keeps them up all night basically till the sun comes up because apparently the orcs can't tell whenever a little light's. Or sorry, the, the trolls can't tell whenever a little light's coming outside. Right. So like, hmm. it happens after that. They're in the mountains. There's a bad storm. They find a cutout. Yeah. Come to find out it's the back door to a, a goblin cave. Goblins show up, take everybody. He's actually on, I want to say Dory's shoulders, and they shove Dory down to the ground, and he falls, and they just lose him. Yeah. Um, and as he's fumbling around, he finds something round and cold and ring-shaped. He just sticks it in his pocket. Yeah, I mean, hey, I found a thing. I'm gonna stick this in my pocket, right? And in in fact, the whole reason he wins the riddle contest isn't because he asked Gollum what was in his pocket. He just patted his pocket and was like, "The fuck's in my pocket?" Yeah, <laughs> you know. And Gollum took it as his question, so he ran with it. Um, it's like, oh yeah, that thing. You know, uh, I forgot I picked that up 20 minutes ago. I mean, in a life or death situation in a black cave, yeah, I'd probably forget that I... Oh, fuck, I found a ring. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I probably wouldn't even think about that goddamn ring until I go to do laundry the next day and be like... Especially when you oh, quite shit, yeah, literally... I found that in a room. Yeah, especially when you quite literally run into one of the creatures from The Descent. Right, no <laughs> shit. Uh, that's exactly what he is. Yeah, he is absolutely just the creature. I mean, they definitely took their inspiration from Gollum. Mm. Um, I still don't know why... Frodo thinks it's a good idea to bring him along, but whatever. Hmm. Frodo and Sam capture him and shit. Um, That was one of those where clearly your own sympathy, because you know what Gollum went through, mm -hmm. but he also knows what he's going through. You figure you'd be like, this dude is going to sell me up the river for a fucking bag of coffee. Like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to trust this guy. It's the first time he'd been like, oh, I know a good detour through here. It'd be like, yeah, I'm not getting beheaded in the middle right, of the shit. Like, this is, no. We're going to listen to Sam on this one. <laughs> we're going to be nice to them if they're be nice to us. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's about as deep as I can remember 
as far as the books. Yeah. You know that, and if you watch the movies that, oh. were, that Peter Jackson heavily expanded upon. Oh, yeah. Because there was definitely no Legolas. No. no there were no Tarin. female characters yeah, either, right? Yeah, it's Toriel, right? Is it Tor- Toriel? Toriel. Toriel. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, Toriel. There was no yeah, love story. No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. Like, because there was no Toriel, so the... Yeah, was she was completely... Off, off-brand shampoo invented. elf name. Mm-hmm. Right. Played by Tariel. Evangel Lily. Because you're worth it, too. Have that, <laughs> have that elvish bounce. Only Tariel. Right. Um, However, it, it's weird, because I don't even know why they added that in there, because they could have had the elves just show up like they do during the, the Battle of the Five Armies, where Celeborn is just a dick like he's always been. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Ronan, nonetheless. Right. Yeah. So he's just good at being a dick. Yeah, he is. He's a real good. At, he's real good at being a dick. Typecast. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I wish I could get typecast. Right. I would be probably the the gayest of the bikers, but whatever. Mm. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, if I were typecast, I'd be the guy in the horror movie that died by <laughs> just like, yeah, no, don't worry, I'll get that out of. You the might trunk. be one. You might be the first guy, but I'd definitely be the second. Yeah. The fact that we could uh, either that, or if it was Scream, I would be the next stew. Or it'd be like, here are the rules of the horror movies. I'm going to get killed in the second one. Right, like hmm. I'm the chick who lives. Yep, you're the yep. final girl. Yep, I'm the chick who lives. The final girl. <laughs> I don't doubt that. I think Genesis would be the final girl 100%. because I've been kicked playfully, kicked across the room by that girl. Mm-hmm. So like Genesis, I think would probably be the final girl. Put some super soldier serum and some of that food. She fucking needs it. She's got some fucking power. Yep. It hurt. (laughs) (laughs) And she was playing. (laughs) I got launched across the room. Yes, my 15 year old daughter can beat me up. (laughs) I mean. I'm sorry, when she was in Taekwondo, when the fucking sensei watches her do a kick, execute a kick, and goes, holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Like. It's just yeah. powerful legs, very I, technical kicker. Mm-hmm. She, she can launch you across the room. There's there's that part of me that I remember when she was going through that. There was a part of me that joked like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. None of us have martial arts training. Let's go ahead and give her the power. <laughs> right. Like, there's the, she gave it. Go clean your room. Or what? Uh, nothing. I'm going to go clean your room. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to write you a very harshly worded letter that has some strong feelings into the wording. Which you're going to probably light on fire and use to light a cigarette. So, but, so, Tariel, uh, complete addition. Mm-hmm. Legolas, complete addition. Um, like, I feel like it was just to give Orlando Bloom, like, a yeah. nod. Like, yeah. hey, you started out here. Why don't you come over here and help us? Which I... If Not I to mention The Hobbit was in production yeah. hell forever. Yeah. Yeah. I Part of me was like, did they just give it to him so that way we'd be like, oh, yeah, he was in Lord of the Rings, but because fucking Bilbo was, too. Like, we... Right? Like, <laughs> it featured Elijah Wood in the first movie of Bilbo telling the story. Be like, did I ever tell you about this one fucked up time the worst house guest ever showed up? Right. <laughs> and, uh, and brought 12 of his friends? Um, yeah, he's still one of our best friends, by the way. But. Well, like, even in the books, like, they don't like Bilbo until mm. Bilbo's the one that saves them. And then it's like, oh, yeah, look how great Bilbo is. Right. Suddenly it's like, 
You were fucking just mouthing me behind my back. You just didn't know I was standing there because I had this fucking magic ring on that right. makes me invisible. I mean, he he saved you from the trolls, like, because of his quick... Like, the whole time he's proving that he's actually pretty adept as a burglar in terms of quick wits. Nothing else, by the way. He will never do anything else aside from use his wit. Like, he's not going to pick a lock. He's not going to do any of right. that shit. The fact that he finds the ring kind of just cements the fact that he's a burglar. Yeah. Because the ring makes him invisible... As long as he's, I think, it, water, mist, uh, yeah. sunlight is the only thing that would give him away because the sunlight wouldn't hide his shadow. Yeah. Um, basically, you're just invisible. Yeah. Burglar. Perfect. Uh, just didn't know at the time that that's the most evil ring in the history of rings. So. Right. I feel like almost at that point, it's almost like that, that weird horror movie about the evil condom. Yeah. Oh wow! Like, have you? It's a. It's. I'm that, pretty that sure it's like either an Australian or a New Zealand movie. It's fucking that dumb. That sounds to be the same level as Deathbed, the uh, bed that eats people. Or ti- or was tire, or rubber, 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 yeah, rubber, like the killer tire, the killer tire, goes yeah, around exploding human brains. Yes, yeah. that was amazing, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that that started out as just a joke between the Grindhouse movies as like a preview, but all of those movies that they jokingly previewed are all now movies. Pretty much, yeah. I think except for Thanksgiving. No, they did it. They did it? They did it. I need to watch it then. It's, from what I understand, my friend said it was awful. But I, I mean, wasn't expecting anything it's less. It's supposed to be. Right. Right? I Or don't. I want to see that one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've done all of them. I'll have to look it up to make sure. But So, the one thing I did like is... So, I've read The Hobbit. Hmm. I've read The Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You know what I can't get through? The goddamn Selmarillion. Yeah. Oh, okay. You talk about your eyes bleeding, just sheer boredom. It's more like an encyclopedia, then. Right? It is just awful. But they used that to expand upon The Hobbit so Peter Jackson could crank out not one, not two, but But three three fucking movies. For a book that's like 300 pages yeah. long. Yeah, not you forget, can actually read The Hobbit faster than you can watch all those movies. Right. And Bard becomes a character that appears on more than just two pages. Right. Like, essentially. I thought Bard saved the village. He did. But that's really all he does. Right. right. They kind of expanded and gave like, him the family. He, they made the he master. Shot, he shot Smaug. Smaug. I can't that's almost like Arnold Schwarzenegger's song. Smaug! <laughs> Smaug! <laughs> Get to the chopper! Bilbo, grab the ring! Wow! Wow! Or whatever the fuck that noise is he you, makes. You always gotta add that in with an art right. impersonation, right? right? That's the, oh, I think the the best thing I ever saw him in was in the final Expendables movie where you find out his right. character and Jet Li's cha- character are together. Yep. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. And it's just out of nowhere. It's so out of left field and you're like, they hug. And it's even an awkward, like, buddy side hug. And Jet Li just kind of smiles, and I'm like, oh, they're fucking. Oh, they're fucking. And that's because Arnold Schwarzenegger is also about two Jet Lees stacked on top of each other. Right? (laughs) I'm pretty sure Arnold Schwarzenegger is just two Jet Lees in a trench coat. So Yeah, which I guess that would explain why Arnold wouldn't be that good at martial arts then, because trying to coordinate that with two people on top of it, yeah, you couldn't do that. Right. Muppet Man. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I don't know. Where do we go from there? I mean, the inch, like the, 
In all honesty, even Bilbo's encounter with Smaug is saying the word. Yeah, I, it, it just I feel stupid for it every time, and like I'm sure that's the right way to pronounce it because they had a Tolkien expert on set at all times. No, I'm sure. Although Smaug. Supposedly, Stephen Colbert's cameo in the second movie, him and the Tolkien expert had a Tolkien off. Colbert kicked his ass. No shit. Thoroughly. Goddamn. It was to the point where they were like, "No, seriously, what the fuck? Like, no. we we hired the wrong dude." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Colbert is a huge, a huge fan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fuck Christopher Lee. Yeah. Read the Lord of the Rings every year. Right Christopher around Thanksgiving. Christopher Lee apparently actually met Tolkien. Yeah, that's from what I understand, he met him. So not that's only awesome. was Christopher Lee Solomon, he and possibly was, James, the inspiration for James he Bond. Is the like he was the influencing cousin, especially like he was definitely and his time behind the lines in World War II, fucking everything up for everyone else. Yeah, he was James Bond for real. He was Saruman. Um, he's definitely killed a lot of people. <laughs> that we know of. His so, job yeah. during World War II was to kill Nazi, hunt down and kill Nazis. Yeah, well, like it, specific ones. Supposedly, Peter Jackson on the Saruman's death scene was just like when he stabs you in the back, you're supposed to cry, and he's like, "People don't cry out when you stab them in the back." <laughs> like, oh shit. Yeah. So he recorded metal albums. I'm just saying Christopher Lee. We should do an episode on Christopher Lee because yeah. I mean that motherfucker's a descendant of Charlemagne. Yep. He's a met. He's, I'm pretty sure a Grammy-winning metal artist. Yeah, like I know in they, his eighties. Yeah, metal artist. I know they say he died. I think he just might be in a long slumber. It's his Odin sleep. Right. He's definitely. <laughs> he's probably God. Like if there's a God, it's either Morgan Freeman or Christopher Lee. And I'm pretty sure at this point it's Christopher Lee because he hasn't been seen in a minute. Yeah. So and even at that, like when he comes back, he's just like, I just chose a form that was more suitable to you. Like, well, well, you look like Christopher Lee, so I'm good. You're right. Like, yeah, I'm good. Um, can you tell me about your time with Ian Fleming and why he decided to pick you as the? Ma- I mean, he's also the man with the golden gun. Yeah, that's so. right. He was. <coughs> How Which weird is that got to be to star in a movie about a character that was probably based on you? Right. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that he was one of. Uh, uh, Burton's top picks every oh, time. Oh yeah, easily. So I, can I see mean, why. I would love to see. Like, anyway. Uh, so I mean, in the hot, like, yeah, because nothing really notable. And I say that even Bilbo's encounter with Smaug is really not that uh, eventful, really, except for the fact that they find the uh, what's it, the Arkenstone, the heart of the, yeah. the heart of the mountain, yeah, Arkenstone. And let me say this. I thought the Arkenstone were dope as fuck in the movie. It really that's did. not it what really I was did. picturing in my head when I read the books. No. Yeah. But the Arkenstone in the movie, oh my god, I was like, holy fuck, yeah, I want that. Mm-hmm. I right. want that. So, yeah, it's not that eventful. They give you a lot of backstory, at least, for what uh, is happening in Dol Guldur yeah. during that time, uh, which is, you know, Sauron's kind of hanging around. Mirkwood is slowly being poisoned. Right. Weird. And like I yeah, said, they expanded using the Selmarillion and notes, apparently. It's mm-hmm. very big. They they kind of expand on... Because when 
Gandalf peels off right before the Mirkwood. Hmm. They don't even call it Mirkwood at the time because it's yeah. a different name. The whatever sort, the whatever forest, um, which later becomes Mirkwood. So Gandalf basically takes the dwarves there. Like, here's this really treacherous place where it's real easy to get lost. Bye. Right. <laughs> and he peels off. So they kind of explain where he peeled off to into Radagast, which is probably the best thing they introduced in the Hobbit movies, was Radagast the Brown. He was by far my favorite of the wizards. Yeah. Uh, and I, it doesn't hurt the fact that it was Sylvester... Uh, Sylvester... Oh my God, I can't think of his name. He was the seventh hmm. doctor. Okay, yeah. Sylvester... Uh, See, I keep wanting to say Stallone, so yeah, I gotta back too. out of this one. Like, nope. Or no, something Silvestri. Uh, Hang on. Peter Silvestri? Me? Alan? No, Alan Silvestri is a composer. Is he Hobbit? Damn it. Okay. The, Unexpected. I keep hearing Stallone, because now part of me is just imagining Sylvester Stallone as a wizard. <laughs> That's... <clears throat> what? <laughs> I forgot that Dwalin I, was Gat Graham McTavish, who was yeah. the evil priest in... Right. That last season of Lucifer. And let's not forget, uh, during the Battle of the Five Armies, Billy Connolly shows up and somehow doesn't die. He's oh, one shit. of the dwarves. Yeah, he's the leader of the dwarf army that comes over. Nice. And yeah, basically tells those that. pointy ears to go to hell. Billy Connolly. My God. Which is funny, because when he shows up and he sees their elves there, he's not even... Sylvester McCoy. Okay, there you go. He's not even asking for diplomacy. He's just like, let's kick their ass. It's not Barry even a Humphreys question. Barry was the great goblin. Oh. Okay. Like, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's All a right. little, uh... That's kind of surprising. Oh, so, I don't do it. <laughs> so was Azog the Pale Orc in the book? I don't remember, but I you know who that, that is, don't you? No. That is Manu Bennett. Really? From Spartacus and yeah. then later Deathstroke in Arrow. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that was Manu Bennett. I'm in. Right? Like, I mean, he's from New Zealand. So, yeah, right in Jackson's wheelhouse. So. Right. Which, oh, look, there's a guy here. Come over here. Okay, whenever Tori Hill is mourning the death of the dwarf, uh, I can't Keely. Keely, that's right. Mm -hmm. Later on, and she's just like, why do I feel like this? And then Kelleborn, in another dick move, at least <laughs> to me, he just goes, because it was real. Whenever he tells her, he's just like, you can't love a dwarf. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> right. it's like that's obviously not real. And then as she's like, they're feeling what I'm assuming is emotion for the first time in her life. Right. From the, from the looks of it. Like, she's, I mean, I know she doesn't understand what death is, but why it's hitting her so hard. Like, we Well, what it. I thought was funny was, like, when the Hobbit movies were coming out, they had pictures of all the different ho all the different dwarfs, and Killy's was the weirdly hot dwarf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking that. I was like, he's yeah. weirdly hot. Why is this dwarf attractive? But dwarves are not Yeah, the way, the way Killiborn says it was such a surprise in his voice. Or I'm just like, God, you're really nailing that dickhead energy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because it was real, just like, oh, really? She can't feel love, especially not for a dwarf? Like, mm -hmm. fuck off, dude. Right. Because you'll never see the bromance that is Legolas and Gimli that happens later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How about a friend? I, I could do that. Uh, Very endearing. What was it? God damn it. I lost it. Oh, well. It obviously wasn't important. Yeah, I it mean, was something to do with the dwarf. Oh, then uh, what was it? I can't remember. It wasn't the two towers. I think it was Return of the King, the extended cut mm -hmm. where they're all marching to go try to get uh, 
Uh, mm. um, or, or are they going to Isengard to uh, get? Or, or wait, it's are right they before to the Black Gate. It's right about? before oh. Aragon, Legolas, and Gimli go off to get the Ghost Army. Okay, okay, you said Return of the King. No, that's my. Um, yeah. yeah, but they're going. They're marching somewhere with all these people. And yeah. what's your name? Uh, Eowyn mm-hmm. is there, and they're talking about dwarf. Uh, Gimli's talking about dwarf women. Yeah. And how people just think we pop out of the holes in the crowds. Of course we have females. And Aragorn looks at Eowyn and he's like, it's the it's beards. The beards. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking lost it. It's like, oh, the dwarf women have beards too. Yeah. That's weird. I can't imagine making out with myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm pretty sure they kept that in Dungeons and Dragons too. Yeah, I think they, they did. did. Yeah. They have beards. Yeah, no, in they... Bosoms, that'd be weird. What? That's where the bearded lady comes from. All I the guess. Dwarf lore. Yeah. Huh. Possibly, yeah. Whatever. Either that, or it could be the you know the testosterone over testosterone that right. gives them the. But whatever. I mean, they are the greatest warriors. In ter- well, maybe not in terms of covering ground fast, but you know. We're natural sprinters at short distances. Right. Like they they're known to be ass kickers. Like no, I mean, yeah. You don't want to fuck with the dwarf. No. I don't pretty, want to fuck with a dwarf. Pretty tanky little things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? They say they're, they're stout as hell. Like, I feel right. like, you know how, like, in early Dragon Ball, like, Goku's go-to move to beat somebody was just to headbutt through them yep. completely? Right. Like, I feel like that would, if you could launch a dwarf out of a cannon at somebody, I feel like that's what they do. They just bust a hole through whatever they're flying at. And then Absolutely. roll and pop up with axes. Just like, it starts swinging. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just, they seem stout little, little yeah. like, cannonballs. Oh, yeah, built like a brick shit house. Like, <laughs> I, mean, like, I, just to use that old term, like... That's a good term, though. It's a fun I, term to say. I always, dwarves were my favorite. Even though, if you look at them, they're always shown to be, like, the xenophobic, like, greedy as hell... Heidi Hole, like, I, I'm happy in my mountain, now you can go piss off. I don't know, the, the dwarves in, in Aragon are dope. Mm. Like, the whole dwarven city of Trunjim, that's a city inside of a mountain. Like, the mountain is basically just cover yeah. Yeah. for the city. Um, oh, I, I thought that was cool those. as fuck. Uh, they never really did it right in the in the movie, which was god awful. You can ask Genesis. Genesis told I me. I freaking hate that movie. That she looked at me. She's like, "Oh look, Dad, Aragon." And I was like, "That movie sucks, dick." Yeah. yeah. She was like, "Oh, it can't be that bad." And I was like, "Get it. Oh, I'll no, buy it for terrible. you." She took it to Melissa's and was just came back and she's like, "Dad, that movie was bad." I was like, "I fucking told you." There's like, a shot of I don't even remember that evil sorcerer's name. There's an actual shot in that movie. Where you can see the dude's fucking tennis shoes. Oh, Durza? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where you I was see, like, um, is he wearing fucking Nikes? And it's like, just such a waste so because ridiculous. the guy that played Durza is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Which, um, in all honesty, though, wearing Nikes really sums up the whole production of that. Which is <laughs> pretty much <laughs> just do it. Like, just hammer it out as fast. Get it done. Right. Well, I mean, like, it was coming off the, the Lord of the Rings yeah. and Harry Potter. Let's a lot just. Of we're, we're just like there was a lot of like, hey, let's buy up all these books licenses and make these movies and make them as fast as we can fucking get them out. Yeah. Fuck what they're actually about. Right. But let's just crank out this okay. movie and put out a title. Let's just put it this title. way. The Aragon movie oh. was to fantasy what Dragon Ball Evolution is to anime. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> the, the, uh, just well, okay. less forehead uh, okay. things. Ukog. 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 The Ukog. Less, less, just, less Justin Chatwin forehead vein. Okay, so more even better than that. Fucking terrible. That yeah. to it, the ratio 
X Men Origins Wolverine Deadpool. Is yeah, is the comics. There you go. Yeah. Right, one hundred percent. They, and I still have that action figure. And let's just let's just go ahead and say it. The Lord of the Rings, in all honesty, is partly responsible for some of these. Actually, I'm not even. I can't even call it that Schumacher versions. I'm gonna go the. Actually, I'm gonna say Michael Bay like watered down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Versions of shit. Well, see, when I was and, in design and production, they said yeah. you to make a movie, you have good, fast, and cheap. Yep. And you can only pick two. You can't have all three. Right. You can only pick two. And now Jackson picked good, and I can't. Well, I think I fucked one up because he picked the two that made it the movies good. Yeah. Except for the Hobbit, which was in production hell forever, and I would really have loved to see Guillermo del Toro's yeah. version of that. And, movie. and I'm going to elaborate. When I say Michael Bay watered down, I'm thinking more Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor is a good movie that. Well, it's it's a well shot movie. Yeah, it is. the action sequence at the end is incredible, especially during the attack. However, boiling Pearl Harbor down to a goddamn love story about Josh Hartnett and Ben Affleck fighting over Kate Beckinsale, well reasonable. At this point, it should have just been Josh Hartnett and Ben Affleck, right? But as the couple, but <laughs> but at the same time, it's like because I could do without Kate Beckinsale. The song. Pearl Harbor sucked and I miss you nailed it right we're just like I miss you more than Michael Bay missed the point <laughs> right and like, Michael Bay can miss a point even when it's beating him in the face but that's the thing like that's the watered down version it's just like yeah we don't think we can make a movie about the actual Pearl Harbor attack that people have watched so let's make it a love triangle not necessary no no, we, we if if, every, if the entire movie would have been like the action sequence of the actual bombing we would have watched it no you know, going into that, we're getting like the watered down version of shit, like so, with all the things we just mentioned. Right. It's not even Schumachering where you make it campy and bright for McDonald's and toy sales. It's we're watering it down so bad that it's just. Well, what the thing is, The Hobbit wasn't watered down; it was oversaturated. No, exactly. Like, like, yeah. But that's the thing. It's like you two movies tops. That's see, all you needed for the Hobbit. But here's here's the next point. Did you really need three hours for a Pearl Harbor movie? No. no. I mean, you really there you didn't. go. Oversaturated. You don't need four hours for Return of the King. Well, maybe. I mean, I did. I just didn't need twelve endings. <laughs> I, I'm getting looks, and I'm wondering why. Go go. Uh oh. Go go. That had a very uh. Yeah. Wow, the way that cover was draped over him, he kind of looked like the Grim Reaper. I, th I was thinking more Palpatine. Actually, I can see that. Like, the if way only, he was walking in and you could see his hands, I was just like, yeah, if oh, fuck, he's going to be zapping us with lightning here in about three seconds. And he would have just as much glee as Ian McDermott did. Oh, yes. I'm pretty sure your son would gleefully kill us with lightning. Yeah, but he would And laugh was... over our dead bodies while teabagging us. He wouldn't know. <laughs> the, the worst part was he wouldn't know he was doing it either. He'd just be like, "Why aren't you getting back up?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, th there was a story, and this is off-topic, way bad. But there was a story. This twelve-year-old uh, kid had shot a home invader, hmm. and then laughed and danced over he, the guy while he was bleeding, calling him a pussy. And I was like, "Could you imagine being shot?" By a twelve-year-old, while he Fortnite dances over your fucking body. It's funny because I was, just, I was just getting ready to say I've played enough Fortnite that yes, like I, unfortunately I could. Or no, Jesus. Or enough Call of Duty. 
So what did you do? You, what was your big takeaway? Like when did, did you see the Hobbit movies? I did. I only saw them in theaters though. Okay. So like Genesis and I, that kind of became our thing, and we loved them. And I'm not gonna lie, I wa- loved watching them, and I'll watch yeah, them they're, again. They're great movies. I they enjoyed were them. Kind of mine and Genesis's thing because they came out right. Like one of them came out on her birthday. Yeah. So they all came out like right around. It was like the 13th, 14th, and 15th of every year after, right? Right. So we would do that for her birthday. But I remember just going, this is the first half of the book right here. Like, you know, yeah. they, they've done made it halfway. How are we getting two more movies out of this? And then the next one came out, and I was like, oh, okay, so, like, just The Desolation of Smog was the second movie. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, this book's just about done. They're just going to do the Battle of the Five Armies? Like, literally just the Battle of the Five Armies? Yep, that's exactly what the fuck they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a waste of... Uh, uh, Luke Evans as bad. Oh, 100%. Bart. Yeah. Like, Luke Evans is amazing. I am getting just deaths. Do you you have say stuff to say? You can come say stuff. Come no? Come here. Right. How dare you? I liked the Hobbit movies. How I was saying dare you? It was oversaturated. You pompous prick. I love the Hobbit movies. I know you do. They're I'm the super reason good. you love the Hobbit movies. <laughs> I I kind of over here bashing and spitting. I'm not. I think. I think the Hobbit movies were the more family friendly. Honestly, yeah. yeah. They were definitely the ones like bring your teenagers and stuff, whereas they might not give a shit about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I, I kind of felt like they were a little. Well, the Hobbit was originally a kids book. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the Lord of the Rings was not. Definitely and in not. fact, from what I understand, Tolkien was trying to rewrite The Hobbit to fit better with The Lord of the Rings, which is why we got the Peter Jackson versions. Like, he was trying to emulate that. Hmm. And that's why I think we got oversaturation with the Selmarillion stuff and yeah. the notes, which are very vague. Mm-hmm. Like, the very vague. I read some of his notes. What the fuck did the notes say? Because, Jesus Christ... Why is there three movies for a 300-page book? Because, <laughs> like. I mean, that was my thing was just in terms of... I will say in terms of quality, you can notice a bit of drop-off. And it's because if you watch the behind-the-scenes stuff for Peter Jackson in Lord of the Rings versus The Hobbit, mm-hmm. it is clear he didn't want to do The Hobbit. Oh, yeah, he didn't. He was, he was trying to get Guillermo del Toro to do it. He was he just so run ragged by the end of it that he was just happy to be done so the production I will say the movies are good yeah, yeah they're, they're, but, like, they're watchable definitely. but it still suffered a little bit yeah from it's that. fatigue I mean yeah. fuck he spent an entire year yeah. filming Lord of the Rings right all three movies they did them back to fucking back yeah um, and filmed project. it all in one go and then released them one a year Basically did the same fucking thing for the Hobbit movies. Yep. I think it was shorter time. I think it was more of like eight or nine months. But he crammed all of that in, you know, cut three months off of his time. And, and yeah, that's exhausting. Oh, yeah. Like, well, especially the design and production side of it, it's exhausting. Like, that would be... Well, he just never wanted to direct them anyway. Like, he, that's why he was like, Guillermo, take it. You know, or and Gilmo, the, I think I think they, he backed out to do. They made it through pre-production Crimson. on a lot of stuff. Crimson Peak, something like that, yeah. Which was a good movie. I would yeah, love. I didn't like Crimson Peak. 
I would I, love to see Guillermo del Toro and Peter Jackson make Dante's Inferno. Oh, that would yes, be dope. That, that would be, be so I, dope. I'd even like to see Peter Jackson and uh, Guillermo del Toro do At the Mountains of Madness, because Guillermo's been trying to get that one for years. That'd be cool. I mean, he... I'm surprised Guillermo, Guillermo can't pull it yet. He's got the weight, especially after winning an Oscar. He's got yeah, the pull. Well, he should be able to get it. Guillermo oh, yeah. has got... Well, I don't know, because it's one of those, like, even with his involvement with Silent Hills... By the way, like they still could get that. That's Konami versus Hito Kojima. That was where the problem. But even at that, you had Guillermo del Toro. Like, oh, just no. don't fuck with the foreign. Let him handle it. And right, that like I'm really upset. I almost said something about PT earlier. Yeah. Like that. That's such a disappointment. I mean, I haven't played Death Stranding yet. I, I, it's amazing. For Is what it? I, hear. I yeah. have not played it. Um, like, it's just one of those that just. I'll get Which, to it eventually. By the way, that's your Hideo, that's your Hideo Kojima Martin Freeman crossover. Is that whole game is just a big flip of the bird to Konami? Yeah, oh, I know. Every time the camera's pointed on him, he's just reminding you this game is better than what you assholes have put out. Well, Metal Gear Solid Five, yeah. they weren't going to let him put his name on it. So every chapter in Metal Gear Solid Five opens like it's the opening of a movie. With Hito Kojima's name on it as director. Yeah. So, like, every time you get to a new chapter, it starts almost like it's starting a new movie. Right. So, like, it, and that was a big fuck you to Konami. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're Konami fans and your Konami code tattoos. Right. They. I mean, I, I kind of do wonder what The Hobbit would have looked like with Guillermo del Toro attached I think to he'd have done a lot more practical effects and we probably oh, wouldn't yeah. have had as much green screen. Yeah. Because there was a lot of green screen. It was so much green screen, I thought it was a fucking uh, Zack Schneider film. Well, see, you could tell there wasn't a whole lot of slow-mo. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unnecessary slow-mo, even. Yeah. Like Lois Lane setting a coffee cup down, for instance. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I... You I, ever want to watch I, some epic slow-mo? Watch... Alan Rickman's epic tea time. The whole thing is shot in slow-mo. It's only like four or five minutes long. It is just Alan Rickman epically making tea. Why wasn't that a series? I don't know. They've got but like it's fucking amazing. They've got like forty different kinds of tea. He could just make a different cup each week. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Epic tea time with Alan Rickman. It's amazing. Just watch it, if, especially if you're feeling nostalgic for Alan Rickman. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. Especially just him taking a sip. I can just imagine, oh, it seems I scalded this one. Like, uh, <laughs> all right, I'll tune in next. It's week. even got that, that was it, the battle hymn, the ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like, it does that. It's fucking amazing. Just watch it. You guys, if you're listening to this, you fan, uh, pause this, go watch Epic Tea Time, come back. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, it's Thank you, fan. Um,. I mean, it's funny because we just kind of ran through the Hobbit. There's not really a whole lot to talk about with the Hobbit. Movies. Not really. Not really. I mean, we, I was kind of wanting to just glaze over the Hobbit as yeah. fast as we could because that's where Bilbo <laughs> finds the ring. That's where, you know, Smog's cool yeah. until you find out he's a dick and he's got some kind of weird scale <laughs> disease where he gets shot in the heart. Right. Uh, you know. Let's. I guess we can just go from straight to Lord of the Rings now and Amazon's new half a billion dollar adventure. Right? No shit. $450 million to make this first season. Uh, it better be good. It's. I feel like we already had it, especially if you've seen the right. extended cuts of the movies. Oh, yeah. Like, I say they, well, no, at that point we're talking about the box office. They, yeah, Amazon true. is not going to get the returns out of this. No, no. There's no way. 
Especially, I mean, so like if Peter Jackson, I mean, I'm sure Peter Jackson wants nothing to do with it, but especially after the fatigue he's got from making the first, the last six movies he's made, Jackson, do something else, man. Just do something else. I know yeah. you've got more money than God, but right. I still, see. my favorite Peter Jackson movie is still The Frighteners. I said I, I knew that was going to come out. Yeah, The Frighteners was definitely one of his best. I loved that movie. The dude from the Reanimator series, hmm. he's in it. Like that, that movie's great. Jake Busey and his crazy ass. Yeah, I say he was. Hey, he doesn't have the accident that his dad did though to be that way. Right, like I'm pretty sure he's just channeling his dad. He might be. Hell, I watched it. He was in something. Oh, he was in that series for Dusk Till Dawn. Oh yeah, he the was. Series. Like he was the weird. I'm pretty sure he's killed pretty quick, but he was like a weird professor who was definitely on drugs. I can't remember what he was doing, mm. but he was definitely on drugs. I'm pretty sure he gets Ed. Yeah. But I mean, it's gonna happen though. So we just want to jump in, or yeah. To the, I mean, you know, it kind of starts. L O T R. A little similarly, if you think about it. I mean, literally, no. Like I mean, it's every, just new character. Every time Gandalf rolls through town, just. You know, shit's gonna go like, fucky. Yeah, right? like shit. There's a reason people are giving him dirty looks as he's going through Hobbiton. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. I'm just like, oh fuck, he's back. Yeah, like yeah, his fireworks are dope as shit, but damn it, every time he comes in here, something fucked up happens. Right. And you actually have two characters though in this one who are more fitting burglars. Technically, True. from the get go. Mary and Pippin. Yeah, yes, Mary and Pippin. Very much burglars. They're stealing shit from everybody. Yeah. yeah. Mostly food. But right. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely better burglars than Bilbo. What about second breakfast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, lunch shoes. Oh, mushrooms. <laughs> breakfast, lunch, afternoon tea. All right. I'm not. I don't think so, Pip. <laughs> I think. And I love that Pippin. Like one of the little odd details that I always picked up. Pippin mm-hmm. always carried around two pipes. And I was like, okay, whatever. Why do you need two? But yeah, for some reason, he always had two pipes in his pocket. One for a friend? I guess. I mean, I would care. I do love after the Battle of the Towers. They're just sitting on all that shit, smoking pipes, yeah. eating pork or something. Yeah. Eating roast pork. <laughs> oh, it's good. And he. Oh, what is it? Oh, he tells him what it is. Fine. Oh, awesome. and the comforts. <laughs> right. Yeah. And when they and when Gimli and everybody gets there, they rub it in their face too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's totally. the best part. Just like and salted pork. Yeah, salted <laughs> pork. That's what it was. Little douchebag. Oh yeah, they're just sitting high, like high and mighty. They've literally done nothing up until this point. Original. Like yeah. every time there's a battle, they go run away and hide, mm-hmm. and yeah. they manage to take one of the towers. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, original draft had Gimli throwing his axe at one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you little shit! Bam. <laughs> yeah, he's done. Uh, no, uh, Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan are uh, launching a podcast. I am what? about that life. Yep. Have you seen Dominic Monaghan's, like, where he goes off basically and does everything Khaki Jesus did, except <laughs> more dangerous? Like, and Khaki Jesus, for those of you who don't know, is Steve Irwin. So, <laughs> Dominic Monaghan basically did a Steve Irwin show where he was going out and doing, like, picking up dangerous creatures, and his favorite animal to this day is still a scorpion. Like he's got a tattoo of a scorpion, and yeah, and uh, he loves scorpions for some reason. No, I saw that, on, I can't remember where I saw that the other day, but I had to bring that up because that's a podcast everybody should listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, 
turn this one off and go to the well, listen to that. <laughs> Get, Thank just, you, you know, fan. Yeah, give us a few downloads and then uh, yeah, go go that way. Oh, by the way, my bet is still open. If we get one episode downloaded a thousand times, I will get Brodock tattooed on my body. Right. Just throwing that out there. In case you guys haven't looked that up yet, it's basically Big Head Fabio. Big Head Fabio, it's MODOK in disguise. Yeah. Did you see there's a MODOK series coming out? Yes, Patton Oswalt's voicing MODOK. Oh my god, that's going to be amazing. Sorry, yeah. off topic. No, it, that's that's our thing. That, yep. All right. So yeah, I guess Gandalf rolls into town. We're going we swing it back here. And okay, uh, so it's Bilbo's birthday, which is why yeah. he's rolling into town in the first place. Hundred eleventy first. Hundred and eleventy first. Gandalf's actually there for something that he would normally be there for, mm-hmm. and it's a fireworks show. Because mm-hmm. yep. Gandalf, that's his kind of forte. Right. He does firework magic. I mean he does other magic too, but he it's likes fun. to play yeah. when he's playing it's fireworks, which is cool as shit. Especially mm-hmm. the dragon one they light off. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I like it. I'm not holding it. You hold it. Right. <laughs> Mary and Pippin doing what Mary and Pippin do, getting into trouble, shenanigans. Yeah, the first few times you see them, they are quite literally stealing something. Right, they always. Are. And the second time they do it is like Sam yelling at them. Yeah, yeah. The, you got into the Farmer Maggot's crops. Yep. Yeah, sure yep, did. did. No, he didn't. As they're eating the crops, right? <laughs> like, Mary's got like a handful of carrots and cabbages, and right. Mary like, Pippin. I'm pretty sure they they're definitely my favorite characters in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, at least in the movies. And Dominic Monaghan and the other one, Billy Boyd. Billy Boyd. Yeah. Billy Boyd. Yeah. Um, they're great. They were great. Mary oh, yeah. and Pippin. Um, I feel bad because I don't think Billy Boyd's really done much else. I don't. I can't say he has either. Or has it. I've like, seen him I, pop through some stuff on BBC every once in a while. Well, I mean, like, Rupert Grant does shit on BBC. Yeah. I pretty much think, I think they throw him a bone just out of sheer pity. But, That oh. um, <laughs> sounds awful, but it's not necessarily wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, let's just be honest. It's not easy to be a ginger in production, especially when lighting is a thing. <laughs> right. That was that apparently was, he has oh Outlander. He's oh really? He's an Outlander. Uh, Gerald Forbes. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's got a pretty much a full full credit cast here. Because I mean, and with five things coming out. I did a photo shoot once for the place I interned at, and the guy who was taking the pictures was just like, "We got to do something with the lighting." And I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, it's for fucking pictures," and he's just like, "Yeah, but you're." Like there's there's a halo around you. It's just like everyone else looks like they're crowding around Jesus. And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking like, well, I mean, I, I had the pretty thick beard at the time too, so I'm like, it's actually not far off. But you know, screw you. Like at the same time, but there was like that whole amount of like there isn't enough white balance to possibly cover you. <laughs> you know, like there, there's just no way. And so yeah, Rupert Grant, I feel your pain. But yeah, ah, <laughs> uh, gingers. Anyway. Well, apparently the guy who played Jamie Lannister on Game of Thrones after the first season, I think. Or no, it was after a movie he did. Some guy came up to him and was just like, I didn't think we were going to make it through that. And he's like, it wasn't that tough a shoot. And he just goes, no, man, your nose. And he's just like, <laughs> from like a lighting and production perspective, it was a nightmare. <laughs> and then he was in that Gods of Egypt movie and he just needs kicked in the balls for that. 
everybody involved in that needs kicked in the balls for that. Well, it was like the except for Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Kind of forever. But uh, that Deadpool joke. Everybody does something that they regret when they get into it. Like the people who made the Human Centipede. Yeah. It's when they all signed on to oh, be yeah, in that movie. Oh, yeah, that was the... <laughs> the people in Human Centipede hit their low point when they signed on to do that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse to see that movie. I've seen the first one. I haven't seen any of the other no. ones after it. Because like, the third one is supposed to be like 500 and something people. Oh it's my in a God. prison. Yeah. Like, the second one, because the first one is three people. The second one, I think, is like 12. And then the last one, it's like... Like five hundred and something, and they're all like death row inmates <clears throat> and shit. It's weird. You know, somebody needs to set like they need to redo the speech from the end of Batman Begins whenever Gary Oldman's talking about escalation and just yeah. set it to the Human Centipede. Yeah, right. No shit. Just like you do three people, they do twelve. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Delivered by Gary Oldman, who is a fucking treasure. Yep. Uh, and just about everything he's touched that's. Super nerdy is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a great Gordon. He's great. Yeah. Fuck, he was a great Dracula. Yeah, he was. Um, mm. Just every everything he's done. Which, speaking of Dracula, it always brings into mind miscasting for me. Not for Gary Oldman's part, mind you. I know where you're going. Yeah, with. Keanu. Yeah, Keanu is amazing surfer British accent. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why are they moving this earth? Well. Do you remember they used to they used to rag on him on SNL? Yeah. Welcome to the Keanu Reeves School of Acting. Today, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo, Romeo. Like, where art thou, Romeo? The critic. <laughs> the critic had a really good one, and I think it was like Keanu Reeves in like a Midsummer Night's Dream or something like that, when he was just like. If you prick us, do we not get bummed? <laughs> and if you poison us, do we not blow chunks? That was the start of it. Doth a thief not be a dude too? <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that. Oh, shit. Oh, God. I mean, and he's one of the nicest people in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I, mean, like, I, I still watch all of his movies. Like... Oh. I, I always feel bad when I see that picture of him eating the sad sandwich on the yeah. bench. But he was just like, I, I was just eating a sandwich, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting on the bus, eating a sandwich. Like, but I, wasn't, sandwich. I wasn't sad. I was but eating yeah. a sandwich. <laughs> but that, this is one of those few cases, like the Lord of the Rings movies, when I get back to miscasting, like Keanu Reeves was miscast in that movie, and I feel bad because Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins shared scenes with him. Right. To where they have to be like, this is my actual accent. You are fucking this up. Like, right. you know, <laughs> Well, it's like Kevin Costner in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, God. He didn't even try. No. <laughs> like, there was no trying. But. But what, we go to eight? And then just his yeah. American ass. Yep, American Robin Hood. Yep. Yeah. But Lord I mean, of the Rings, Superman, both of his dads were Robin Hoods. So. Holy yeah. shit, that's true. Yeah. Unless you want to yeah. really just look at his other dad and it's like, yeah. that's Gladiator. Right. <laughs> Looking forward to the Fields of Elysium. That's All right. The, oh, but shit. There, there was no miscasting, though, in Lord of the Rings. No, it was mm-hmm. perfect. No. Well, I, didn't it, they, they had um, Stuart Townsend. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay. He was supposed Aragorn. to be Aragorn. And then he was Peter Jackson young. was just like, not. Nah, yeah, he was here. too young. Get your ass out of here. And then he went and did that god awful League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. 
movie so bad that Sean Connery said, no, fuck it, I'm going to end on that note. Yeah, a movie (laughs) so bad, Sean Connery retired from acting. And here's the sad thing. I will watch that movie every day. Yeah. Like, I I don't know why. It's one of those bad movies that I know is bad, but I still enjoy watching it. You know what the worst part about that is? Is most people like to go out on a high note. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. That was so bad that Sean Connery's like, anything could literally be better than this. But no. (laughs) (laughs) And that director still does movies and shit. Like, I can't believe mm -hmm. he still gets work. Uh, Yeah. The... uh, that was the worst bastardization of an Alan Moore property ever. Yeah, I mean, it was after that that I, when I realized that was an Alan Moore property and he's just like, I never want to watch anything that any of my stuff's been adapted into. I'm just like, oh, you probably watched The League. Like, right, oh, yeah, The League. Yeah. yeah, it was bad. I mean, even The Watchmen wasn't good in comparison to source material. It was oddly faithful, though. It was. That's the weird but part. But it just wasn't executed, right? Because... It was a little too brutal. Or whereas, Zack Snyder. Yeah. Like, whereas everything... Not to mention the sex scenes were definitely not needed. No, not at all. Especially the one set to Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. I'm like... That, <laughs> I forgot about that. Like, there is such a there is such a time when you can be too on the nose. <laughs> which... Swinging it back around here, I'm going to reach a little far for this one. Lord of the Rings actually kind of seemed to know the shit that needed to be cut out. Right. Which, as someone who'd read the books, I was a little salty because I think we said it before we started. I want my Tom Bombadil. Yeah. God damn it. That needs to happen. An old hermit of the woods that just skips around, prances, and sings songs, and somehow can bust down walls by doing it. That's the guy. Right. I mean. Right. Right. Ah, I don't know. We'll see how this series goes, because I'll definitely watch it. I'll check be, it out. I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, I mean, how do you? Yeah, there's no way you can spend four hundred and fifty million dollars on one season and not have it. Like, let's just put it this way: if it's special effects, if you're bitching about that, they better be the best I've ever seen. All right, no shit. Yeah. Half a billion dollars for they better cover everything. Either that or the talent you hired for it, which we know who's cast in it, wasn't that many big names in there. No. So it's definitely not spent on the talent because you know they're going to lowball them. What the hell? Where is it coming from? I don't know. The production values. Better be because you filmed every second of every page in that damn book. Right, no shit. If you're going just one book. One book a season, or even at that, like a half book. Because well, they were only like three hundred pages a piece. Right, they weren't very long. Yeah, I mean, unless you fucking Peter Jackson it. Right. Well, it's it's not like Game of Thrones where each book was the the first book was like six hundred pages. Right. And they only got longer. Yeah. 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 I I mean, it's like that with a lot of books, especially the first one. Like look at the first Harry Potter. It's like right around 300 pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at the last Harry Potter. It's like 800. So, yeah, it's like 800 and something. something. Yeah. So like she just and I think the longest one is Genesis. Isn't the longest longest one? Harry Potter book? It's the last one, right? Nope. Um. Well, Deathly Hollows had to make two movies. For no, no, no. Just the book. The longest uh, book. Uh, Order of the Phoenix. Order That's of the Phoenix was the yeah. longest book. I was wrong. Yeah. I. I mean, because even George R. R. Martin said like, Why when I'm. Whenever I, uh, fl- or he's like, whenever I'm writing these books, like I might have to split them up into two because when I'm sitting on eighteen hundred pages of manuscript, who knows? I'm like, oh shit! Like, right. uh, I know what I'm in for. I but, mean, 
That's it's the big joke is what's George R. R. Martin doing? Not writing. Right. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get the ending of that series. So but Lord of the Rings, like they're really the only thing that I bitched about was Saruman dying. When mm. Saruman died. Not yeah. the fact that he died, but when he died. Right. He died after he'd enslaved Hobbiton. Yes. Mm-hmm. They didn't even get to that. No, they didn't. They still only saw, saw it in what the yeah. in the first movie. Still killed by Wormtongue though. Yeah, Wormtongue they, they still killed that, him. Which by the way, uh, Brad Dourif. Yeah. Wormtongue. Yeah, give that man a fucking mention because he's brilliant. Yeah, and so underutilized. Oh yeah. And under uh, appreciated. He stayed in kick the character of Wormtongue for the entire Shoot. No, I wouldn't oh doubt God. it. Yeah, that's, method acting. That's terrifying. I mean, Super terrifying. He's in a Dune movie, the original. Oh, Dune that's right. Movie. Yeah, he is. He's in uh, the '84 David Lynch Dune movie. I mean, he's also in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Deadwood yes. was awesome. For yes, him. I forgot he was in Deadwood. Uh, even Alien. He was Res- a doctor. Alien Resurrection was actually elevated beyond being like turd because of him. You see. I loved Alien Resurrection. Oh, really? Because it had a very Dirty Dozen feel to it. Kind of, I okay. like that. I, yeah, I think where they lost me was Winona Ryder. See, even Winona Ryder's and dead-faced acting in that was overshadowed by the fact that Ron Perlman yeah. was in it. And I love, because when you first see Ron Perlman, he's dangling from the rafters of the ship, making monkey noises, and dropping knives into the paraplegic's leg. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Just you know, being Ron Perlman. It, I think the way the movie was shot was a little hammy. I can't even blame Joss Whedon's writing for it. All right. Yeah. I forgot Whedon wrote that. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Yep. But that... Oh well, but that moves it down a notch. That's a <laughs> just out of recent events, you know. Yeah, that's true. Because we did the whole job. We 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 slammed him last episode. Yeah, real good. Finding out that someone who you've really liked their work over the years is a monster. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, oh, bummer. It's a bummer, but it wasn't surprising. No, it, like it wasn't as surprising as Kevin Spacey with me. Right, like Kevin Spacey. I'd never heard anything like that, at least. But Except for the one joke that Family, family guy. guy did. Yeah. And I, and then when it came out that, oh, fuck, he is, I yeah. was just like, oh. And then everybody who's accused him of anything has just died. Well, like, everybody who's accused Kevin Spacey of anything has just died. Yeah. <laughs> like, My, like, that was one Kevin of the Spacey. weirdest thoughts I had, because... I had just watched Baby Driver, and then like two weeks later, that yeah, all that, that stuff came out, and I'm like, God damn it, I love this movie. Like, but I've not even seen Baby Driver. Hmm. If you can, <laughs> if you can ignore Kevin Spacey, it is an amazing movie. Is it? Yeah. Because I thought it kind of looked kind of hacky. Well, the weird part is the way everything is set to the soundtracks that he listens to. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a shootout set to I think Tequila. Really? Yeah, and it fits with the beat. Huh. Like yeah, it, like the sound engineer deserved every bit of credit that. Nice. You know, for that yeah. movie and Edgar Wright for writing and directing it. So. Well, I mean, fuck, it's Edgar. It's all you had yeah. to tell me was it was Edgar Wright, not oh, go yeah. watch it. There you go, Edgar Wright. I mean, but. I hate Michael Sarah. I will watch Scott Pilgrim every day. Mm-hmm. Like I hate Michael Sarah, 
Scott Pilgrim is a great movie. Oh yeah. Like I love Scott Pilgrim. And that's an under under yeah. you under appreciated movie. I in certain respects I kind of feel like Lord of the Rings is somewhat underappreciated. Not when it came out. No. It was very well, appre- and it, it was the, the it was appreciated in hell at the Oscars, we'll put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Because it won eleven in its final run, but that was basically like your lifetime achievement at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Which was just like, eh, we ignored you the first two. Come on, have a few. Right. I mean yeah. a lot of people like I almost got into a like a yelling match with a guy who told me that all the Marvel movies are bad. Uh, uh and I was like, How do you fucking figure sports fan you know (laughs) like please enlighten me and he couldn't he didn't have a single solid like he had no argument he just stated that they were all bad and then had nothing to back it up with yeah like you realize that he's an idiot so I was just like okay whatever I would say you realize the Inhumans was a series right that's not a yeah that has nothing to do yeah right I mean yeah no uh, but but I can't say there's the only thing that bugged me about Lord of the Rings was uh and this is going to sound really weird, and I, I think if I say it, you guys will never unhear it. Oh, God. About it. Let's hear it. Oh, God. Viggo Mortensen. What about him? What about him? Here's the thing. I absolutely love him. He's great in those movies. Mm-hmm. He speaks in opera. Every time he talks? At certain points, he has a weird inflection change that goes up and it almost sounds operatic. And I will point out one line. I swear to God, you'll never unhear either. It's Fellowship of the Ring... It's right after they think Gandalf died. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Sean Bean, being the only reasonable character at this time, is just like, for pity's sake, man, give them time. And he goes, no, by nightfall, these hills will be swarming with orcs. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God, like, it's that God. same inflection change. I, I can't God unhear it. it ever since I noticed it the first time. Oh, God, I'm, and now I'm not going to be able to unhear it. But he kind of does it a little bit again at the Army of the Dead part, which is like, we don't suffer the living. He's like, you will suffer me. It's not quite that bad, but like I can hear it, Mm -hmm. and I can't unhear it. Yeah, I don't know. Every time I think Viggo Mortensen, I think of Eastern Promises. Yeah, (laughs) just the weird naked fight. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that was just burned into my retinas. It's just like ah, 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 there's dick. It's just everywhere. But yeah, I. That's the only thing that. That's the only. It's not even a complaint. It's just like I found it funny. Yeah, I can't. Because I do remember having an argument with somebody once that Legolas has the fewest lines in the movie, or any of the movies, all put together. Mm-hmm. And it's true. He has, like, 56 lines. Right. And part of me was just like, that's why they cast Orlando Bloom. Exactly. Like, because he was, <laughs> you know, he's kind of an unknown at the time. Right. They cast him in there. They don't know if he's got the chops to really handle it. They definitely know that he's the pretty boy who can... You know, who's gonna rope in the thirteen-year-old girls for their, right. you know, for their uh, who can, profit? Who can make shield surfing look fun? Right. Um, so yeah, they give him the fewest lines, and the tallest guy on set is one of the shortest characters, uh, uh, Gimli. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? John John Reese Davies. Yes, Jonathan Reese Davies. Yeah. And they he was Treebeard. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It was funny because as soon as I heard that, I'm like, wait, he got two parts? What the yeah. hell? It was cool, like, watching the deleted scenes and how he, like, for his acting, when he would speak for Treebeard, he would actually, like, uh, speak while he was inhaling, uh-huh. and then exhale and speak at the same time, so it was almost like this, oh, like, wow. rhythmatic... That's really cool. It is really cool. He's a fucking excellent actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget him as Sola in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, even though, you know, I, 
I anytime I ever think of John Reese Davis, the first thing that comes to mind is I am the monarch of the sea. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, either that or the best Valentine's Day card I've ever seen, which is Sala getting in that Marquis of Queensberry boxing yeah. pose, and underneath it says, "With you, there are no bad dates." <laughs> That's a good one, actually. Right? They, there's nothing better. That's oh god, people. John Reese Davies. I'll I'll forever remember him in Sliders. Yeah, I loved that series until he, he uh, had issues with the director and left, or the creator and left. Uh, but that I guess maybe that might be one of my other problems with Lord of the Rings. Uh, Gimli was not comic relief. No, no, he wasn't. Really, hey. I thought he was. I, I mean, he was in the movies, but I just don't remember that in the books. Like, it's some of the characterizations, I guess, because Legolas, I don't remember being anything more than a guy who was literally crying out in pain when he couldn't talk to trees. <laughs> <laughs> there is a part in the Two Towers where he turns around and starts galloping back toward this, like, wooded area that he sees because he wants to talk to the fucking trees. Well, I remember like that. Randall Graves yeah. from, or Randall, I think it's Randall Graves from Clerks. Kind of summed it up the best in, in Clerks too. Mm. Fuck, even the trees walked in those movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, when you find out that every tree in Middle Earth could potentially be like a murderous being. Right. Yeah. Especially in the extended edition, whenever the orcs are trying to run away from me, or not Minas Tirith, but um, Helm's Deep. Yeah. And they run into a forest, and all of a sudden you hear a bunch of racket, and you're like, oh, no, those trees are fucking them up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Like they, and I'm pretty sure they ran into Mirkwood, don't they? No. No. Uh, it's it's funny because the trees, like, migrated there to catch them. That's weird. Yeah, because it's the, uh, they're not ants, but they're the uh, horns, is what they're called. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so like, and that's one of those where you're just like, God, I'd hate to be a fucking lumberjack <laughs> in this world. Like, yeah, they, this world would never have a brownie man. Like, there's no way. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, what's the time at? About an hour and a half. We might have to cut this one short because yeah. we got to get Genesis back so she can take her meds. Yeah. So, uh,. It was basically just a reason to get my sister on on, <laughs> on recording. Mm -hmm. Oh, we definitely needed it. Like, I I always welcome guest stars. Oh yeah, guests. Uh, we love guests, especially since RBG is not here. We miss him dearly, very dearly. And Mike is peace as we would leave. Yep. Sign out. Which we'll get that back soon enough. So if any of you have been missing that, uh, that's that that'll be coming back soon. Yay, Miss Micah. She actually thought uh, Michael was right, or somebody actually thought Michael was Riley. Was oh, yeah? Nope, that was not me. Somebody said they listened, and they're like, oh, Riley's on there. I was like, no, no. Well, who? I keep hearing him talking. I'm like, no. Riley's almost, we've never had Riley here, no. except for today. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're thinking of RBG's kid, Micah. Micah usually is, was with him. Uh, except towards the end. Now, if we if we ever do Five Nights at Freddy's, then Riley does have to be on here. Oh I yeah, think, because I, I got to figure out one for uh, Michaela to come in on, because uh, she she wants to do an episode. Undertale. Emika wants to do Kirby. Kirby. Oh, of course. So, <laughs> we'll definitely have to have Emika on. But Lord of the Rings just wanted to get my sister here and yeah. talk about something she she can nerd out about because you guys already did Wow. 
Yep. And that was her. That's there her bag. So much more lore to talk about those. All right. So much. Yeah, we'll be ha- we'll be happy to Skype you in if we, you ever want to finish that. We didn't really one. even scratch the surface with Lord of the Rings either. So right. No, not at all. So much. Um. Basically, we come to discover that the Lord of the Rings is almost perfect. As Almost. far as Peter Jackson's concerned, yeah, and uh, I mean, if you're a book purist, it's not perfect. But, no, which I kind of was when they first came out, but then later on, I quit being a dick and uh, just decided, like, no, these movies are perfect on their own merits. Right, mm-hmm. they are. They it's, really are. Yeah, uh, the Hobbit was fatigue. Oh yeah, uh, good, fatigue though. production hell. Um, still good, mm-hmm. absolutely. I'll watch them again and again and yeah. again. Now, um, I will say that one thing that The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings movies cement is the fact that they, like, as much as I love Ian McKellen and I love the character Gandalf, he's a dick. Like, Gandalf's Gandalf is dick. an asshole. Yes, yes, he is. And especially he's when he tries... He's a crotchety old man. Yeah, especially that one point when he yells at Mary and... You're full of a duke! Yes, and oh, just, like, yeah. throw yourself down next time. You're like, did you just tell him to kill himself? Yeah, like, he sure did. Man. <laughs> But then, you know, as he said, he did basically yeah. tell him to kill himself, but he'd go out of his fucking way to make sure nothing happened to him. Right. So, yeah, Which they prove later on. Right. But, like, Gandalf knows so much shit, like, throughout. Right. That, mm-hmm. And not once does he ever really use his magic for much of anything except for to shine a light at a Nazgul. Uh, well, I mean, in The Hobbit, he did... Uh, oh, right. Because he did use the... He lit up the pine cones to throw at the wolves and the wargs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And he did use his magic a little bit. In Two Towers, he mm-hmm. removed Thaden's curse. Yeah, removed Thaden's right. curse. He took one of my favorite from the Two Towers. Was like, you have no magic here. And he right. pulls off his, and it, he's yeah. he's the new right. white wizard. He's uh, Sauron has wizard effectively Jesus. effectively <laughs> been replaced as the white. Yeah. So it's, you basically have Sauron the Black then. Mm-hmm. Um, did you did you ever see that meme of uh, it's Theod the actor who plays Theod and Bernard Hill uh, yeah as the captain on Titanic and underneath it just says and where was Gondor when the Titanic sank <laughs> <laughs> like yeah <laughs> Roran will answer the call which eighty four yeah when they were lighting the fires all I can think of is. Gondor calls for it! <laughs> right? <laughs> the whole time they were lighting the arrows and shooting it, I was like, Gondor calls for aid. I wonder if they'll answer. <laughs> you know, like, the whole time I was watching that part. <laughs> we will not let the White City fall. <laughs> Roran will, Roran will, will answer. Oh. Anyway, but, uh... I guess I gotta thank Peter Jackson for one more thing, too. Go for it. Carl Urban. Yes, Carl yeah. yeah. fucking Urban, who was one of the writers of Ron. Yeah, Aomer, nonetheless. Yeah. I, I'll still never forget that horrible, like, battle face that he had as he chucked a spear into that freaking orc's chest. Like, <laughs> it just looks like pure rage, and I'm like, no wonder you got to play a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I think we'll have to sign off just because we got to cut this sh- short. Yeah. I just got a text from the wife that says, I think that's good. I I guess we can end it there. This has been our kind of randomly Lord of the Rings topic discussion, but uh, 
as always here with Wright and the Nerds. Uh, well, we went for so long without actually getting to put an episode out just because of scheduling and everything. It's yeah. like, yeah, we had the opportunity to do two in a week. Fuck it. We need we my, need the episodes. My, my Facebook post for that one was basically like, we have returned for too long. Have we laid dormant and slumbered? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even been able to do TikToks and shit. So, all right. I am Kegger, and here as always with my co-host. Cody. And today's special guest... Chelsea. Yay. Yay! Follow us on all the bullshits, uh, Podbean, hmm. uh, Apple, and Spotify for all your podcasting needs and yep. your right the nerds love. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace! It's just not the same. Yeah. <laughs>